Welcome back to Pop Culture Crush. Jessica here. We are continuing our pop five or ten lists of 2019. And today's is my pop five favorite TV shows of 2019. (laughs) I don't think you know how hard this was for me. I am like, I can't stress to you enough how addicted I am to television and how much I love it. And so I forced myself to do a pop five because otherwise it would have been like a pop 25. (laughs) I went with not necessarily the most critically acclaimed shows. So I'm just going to put that out there like I have many times with all of you. But I decided to go with the shows that honestly, I would binge watch again this summer. Like if I had to pick five shows that I would watch all over again right now or this summer, like these are the shows. So let's get started. Number five, which I have not seen on very many 2019 lists at all, but it's on mine, is Superstore. It's on NBC. And it's a look at the lives of employees at a big box store. And just a little bit of fun trivia, Amy, uh, America Ferreira's character, her name tag is different in every episode. She stated in the first episode that she does not like strangers calling her by her name, except for episode 11, spoiler alert, where she becomes assistant manager and her name tag finally says Amy. The reason this one made my pop five is because since it's been on, I think it started 2015, 16, somewhere in there. Like Coco and I were not going to like watch it. And then we were like, okay, let's just give it a shot. And I am so, so grateful we did because this show is one of the shows I look forward to every single week. It's like my first one to watch from the taped shows. And it genuinely makes me laugh. Like the whole cast at some point has made me laugh from the show. And that's kind of rare, I feel like. If you watch the show or you haven't watched the show, you should check it out. And my favorite character on Superstore is Sandra. She, the actress, kills me. Like, the character, she's amazing. So, I know this is a surprise one. And again, not critically acclaimed. But I would 100% watch the show again. All right. Number four, Big Little Lies HBO. The apparently perfect lives of upper-class mothers at a prestigious elementary school unravel to the point of murder when a single mother moves to their quaint Californian beach town. Little trivia, HBO won the rights for the series in a bidding war against Netflix. I can only imagine how much money they had to spend to get that. And originally a book, the author got the idea for the novel after she heard a radio interview in which a woman recounted her parents' abusive relationship. The book is a number one New York Times bestseller. And it was actually, if you don't know, it was actually like bought out by Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. Like their production companies did this show together. And now they're like super besties. Coco and I had put this show off for a while until season two was about to come out. And so we binged the first season probably a week or two before season two came out. And let me tell you, we were hooked. I mean, seriously hooked. Every single actress and actor killed it. The show just draws you in and just 
makes you so invested in every single one of these characters' lives. And season two was so hard (laughs) because it was on HBO, so we had to wait every week to watch an episode. And now in this binge-watching culture when you can watch shows whenever you want, that was ridiculously hard. But it was also a great season. We loved it. I would highly, highly, highly recommend the show. I would definitely rewatch the series again. For Laura Dern's character alone, she was, I mean, seriously, her character was amazing in this. Yeah, I can't talk up this. This The hype was definitely worth it for this show. Let's just say that. Number three, Emergence. Uh, ABC, and it's about a police chief that investigates a case involving a young child found near the site of a mysterious accident. If you listen to my podcast episode, I have one, my favorite shows so far of 2019, like the fall season, and this show was on there. So I have to add it to this too. I, again, I know this isn't some big fancy streaming show, but I, I Coco and I love it. Again, just like with Superstore, this is the one that as soon as it's taped or if it's on, we watch it like instantly because this show has, I swear, twists every single episode. I can't tell you how many times Coco and I've turned to each other and just been like, what the frick just happened on this show? I don't know. It gives me like those same feelings I think that I had with Lost if you watched kind of, or like you ever have a show like that where you're just baffled by what you watched, this is that show for me. I would say definitely, definitely check it out. You'll get sucked in. You don't even have to be big into like sci-fi or you don't have to be big into dramas or anything because it kind of just gives you everything. Definitely watch it. At least give it three or four episodes. Seriously, because I know a few people that kind of dropped out after the first episode or two. Give it at least four. Come on, people. Trust me. All right. Number two, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's about a housewife in the 1960s that decides to become a stand-up comic. It's the first TV show on a streaming platform to win the Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series. And Amy Sherman Palladino... I think that's how you say it, was inspired by childhood memories of her father, a stand-up comedian based in New York City, and admiration for early female comics such as Joan Rivers. So this is another series. This is a this is a theme that Coco and I put off for a few years. Season three was coming out, so we thought, okay, like let's just watch it. I'd had a lot of people tell me to watch this show, and I I don't know, I when something is super duper hyped, it's like I almost just want to reject it because I've had so many things that didn't live up to the hype. So this was one of those, but we finally caved and I am so, so glad we did. Coco and I binged this hard, <laughs> hard. It, it was so good. And luckily the third season started just as we finished the first two seasons. Folks, this is one of those shows that is worth the hype. Just check it out. Again, give it several episodes and you'll be hooked. This is one of those shows where like I actually find myself missing the characters, especially Midge. Like 
she's a friend and I miss seeing her. And this is one I could absolutely, or Susie in it too. I love her. This is one I could absolutely see myself binging again this summer just to see my friends again. All right. So number one, this was super, super tough, but I had to think about what show did I watch that completely just sucked me in and I've rewatched some and that would be Schitt's Creek. It's about when a rich video store magnate, Johnny Rose, and his family suddenly find themselves broke. They are forced to leave their pampered lives to regroup in Schitt's Creek. Some trivia, Eugene Levy works on the show with his real-life son and daughter. Dan plays David, Johnny's son, in the show. And Sarah plays Twyla, a waitress at the town diner. The motel that the Rose family lives in is located in Orangeville, Ontario, whereas Bob's Garage, the Tropical Diner, and the Schitt's Creek General Store are located in Goodwood, Ontario. All three can be found at the same intersection. (laughs) So, and I guess I think you can go to the hotel that they lived in. So that's kind of cool. I can basically say the same things about this as I did for Mrs. Maisel. We came into this way later We kept putting it off, putting it off. Finally, one day, we didn't have anything to watch, so we threw this on. I will be honest, the first season, we almost gave up on it. It wasn't the best for us, uh, but we pushed through for some reason and decided to try season two, and that's when we got really hooked. And then we were all in, massively binged to watch this show. And yeah, I just would say, well, let me say this. We didn't really have, I don't think we had pop TV. That's what it would play on for season five. We liked the show so much that Coco actually paid to get season five on Amazon Prime. We don't do that kind of stuff. So that's a big deal that we paid to get that season ahead of time so we could actually watch it. And also, this is another show that after it was over, I missed them. I missed my little Rose family. The reason this was number one, kind of like I said, is I've actually gone back and rewatched episodes of this, which I don't do a lot of. So for that to happen is a big deal as well. Here's my thing. I just tell everybody, just get through season one, get into season two, and trust me, you will be hooked because you get invested in this family and you just have to know what happens. So please stick it through season one, get into season two. Now, just to let you know, the, it is the final season starts in like this month, like in January something. And it makes me so sad. It makes me sad that I caught the show so late, but I'm also happy that I watched it so I can be part of its final season. So that's my pop five. I know I left a lot of big shows off. Like I said, it was terribly hard and Honestly, there won't even be an honorable mention list because there would be like 20 honorable mentions on here. Big shows, little shows. There's so many shows that like, I don't think have gotten enough attention in the media. I don't know. Yeah, so it, it would have been crazy. I do want to give little two little Easter eggs here if you listen to the end. My 2019 thoughts. The show that ended in 2019 that I'm most sad about is definitely Game of Thrones. I know that the ending was controversial, but 
That show was a big part of my life for many years, huge part of pop culture. So I think there's, you know, at least for a while going to be that hole that it left for all of us. I thought like it might be fun to just tell you the show that Coco and I binged the most in 2019. So, you know, you have those shows. Everybody, I think everybody has those shows where you just put it on and you don't have to think. I know a lot of people, you know, for a lot of people, it's Friends or The Office, just anything like that. For us in 2019, it was actually New Girl. We watched it twice. We're watching it now. And earlier in the year, we binged the whole series as well. I don't know what it is. We absolutely love that show. I think last year, 2018, well, now, two years ago, because it's 2020. That's so weird. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, 2018, I think we binged Parks and Rec. So I don't know. There's just something about New Girl that has stuck with us this year. Yeah, I would love to know, is there some, what old show do you binge that you just put on in the background and kind of let yourself zone out? And let's just face it, 2019 was an amazing year for television with all these streaming services and broadcast. It's just going to get better and it's going to get harder to make these lists because there are so many more shows than a person can watch. (laughs) But please tell me, go to social media or my website or somewhere and let me know what are some of your favorites of the year? What shows do you like absolutely love? What ones have you rewatched over and over again? You can find me on all the social media platforms at Pop Culture Crush. Um, I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram, but I will see it if you message me anywhere. Look for the pink background with a little black TV. I hope you all have a happy hump day and we will see you on Friday. Oh, and happy new year. Woo woo. 2020. We're going to do this. What? Bye.